for those just starting out, to those who built their reputation. In the detail industry, navigating the course is a daily grind. This is Play by Play, with industry professionals tackling topics and offering tips to help improve your game plan. Now, here's your Play by Play. What's up, everybody? So, obviously, the stage looks a little different today. We got Megan with Auto Geek and uh, Jason Rose with Rupez, and uh, here at the show, still at Mobile Tech, and uh, it's been a great show so far. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. It has been. And, you know, it's awesome that, you know, to get this kind of attendance and participation from detailers, some, you know, some some of the guys, they struggle to get to these things or struggle to see the value in coming to them. But, you know, it seems like everybody that's been here today and, and through the trainings have really been, you know, geared up and, and, and excited about the show. Yeah, I haven't heard from anybody that was disappointed that they came. Right. I mean, they've all valued the, the attendance at the education classes at the expo booths and connecting. Yeah. The main theme I'm hearing from people is they're really excited about actually face-to-face connections right now. Absolutely. You know, we've come through times where that this hasn't been an option, especially not having it last year. And, uh, you know, people still having concerns about getting out in the past. And, and so now it's kind of t- take a breath and, and, and be able to meet with people again and interact. And the networking is what it's all about. You know, detailers... Uh, you know, they do a lot online in these Facebook groups and stuff. But when you really meet in person, that's where that connection's made. And, you know, I really enjoy and value that. And that's why I love these shows because you get to put yeah. a face with a name and it's not just behind a social media account. So. Right. I think it's great that the customers come up. You know, you've been doing business with them forever, but you've never yep. physically seen or met them. Right. And it just kind of helps bring that relationship together. So, it, like when you said networking, this show is completely about that. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's not It's not all the sell here at the show. It's it's meeting with people and it's extending those relationships. And detailers are passionate. You know, we talked about brand loyalty. And, and I know Rupes experiences this because I'm guilty of it, you know. Um, when a detailer picks a product, it's not just because they uh, have tried every one and that's their best one. It's like they like that one, and and they swear by it, and they live by it. Yeah. And uh, and so when they get to when you get to meet those people that you've been selling to for so long or doing business with for so long, and actually interact with them and feel that passion, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. So training, uh, you guys, you you did some training here uh, during the education day. What what classes did you do? Oh, wow. Well, we uh, we actually slotted in a whole day of education classes, so every hour on the hour we did classes all day. Wow. This so, is for Rupes? Or yeah, for, okay. for Rupes, yeah. and we did we did one class for the IDA um, schedule, but sure. there were seven hours of classes on Thursday, wow. the education day, so... Um, and that, and even though it was just you know day before yesterday, it seems like such a long time ago. It, it really does. It does, and, and you know, and they were packed. I know yeah. when uh, I knew I was in trouble when I had to stand in line for my own class, and I'm like, uh, "What are you guys waiting on?" And I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, "My oh, own my class. My class? <laughs> we're in trouble." <laughs> so you guys had some classes as well. Yep, Justin taught uh, a couple classes for us on Thursday, um, and the one thing I thought was really interesting is I was looking on Facebook because. A lot of people say they wish the education was two days. Yes, absolutely. So that's a good thing to hear because it means they're picking up from, you know, what they're getting. And me and you had talked about it. Sometimes uh-huh. 45 minutes just isn't enough. No, it's, it's not. Yes. And it's amazing. You know, you, tr- you got this big topic. You know, mine was marine detailing. Okay. And so when I was asked to do it, I said, well, 
I got 45 minutes, you know, including Q&A. Q&A can be 45 minutes, you know, yeah. and, and usually yeah. it is, yeah. okay? So what do I do here? So we basically, um, I, I, I skimmed through marine detailing, you know, the basics, and then I wrote up a little ebook that they could take with them that kind of drilled into it a little deeper so they got something out of it. Um, that way, if I missed it or didn't have time, and I ended up running over, I think you were following me. Was it you following me that I ran yeah. over? Do you, yeah. yeah, I looked down. I was supposed to be done at 3.45, and it was like, let me see how much time I have. It's 3.55. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Whoops. And then you're getting a stare down from the next From minute. everybody. Yeah, yeah, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Good time to apologize. Well, so, you know, speaking about these events, obviously they're great for our industry. They're great to help push, you know, these this connection what do you guys have coming up? I mean, is there anything big planned in the in the future? I know SDC's obviously in June, um, so you guys are going to participate. Absolutely, yeah. Wonderful. We we've, uh, we did SDC for the first time last year, and I thought it was a great event. Yeah. I mean, any time that detailers get together at that scale, yes. You know, um, as a company and personally speaking, I just want to be there. Absolutely, yeah. same here. So Auto Geek will be a big presence there, I'm sure. We are. I, I think me and you are sponsoring. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, you know, like, we really feel like that's a beautiful footprint for a good show. It this is. This fabulous. Yeah. But we mix a little with PDR. We, should, we have to share, yeah. you know, and, and we want our own plate, you know. Yeah. We like sharing, but it's yeah. really nice for one time for us to go, and it's just solid detail. It, yeah. it, it is, and you know, you, then you get to hyper focus on that. You know that everybody there is interested in what you're talking about, and you know, um, we love the PDR guys. I have a lot of good friends in that industry, and, and, and friends with a lot of the suppliers. But but STC being able to solely focus on our industry and knowing that everyone there is there for us is it's a lot of fun and it's important. And I think it's going to be an even better show this year. I think that was the first year that they had it there at the convention center and all, and it's and it's a beautiful facility and I know they're just in you know they're working on I was up there at a training facility um, at a training event a few weeks ago and saw that they were just steadily improving on it so oh, they're great. finishing out the building yeah they are they are you know and I gotta while we're talking about SDC I just gotta give kudos to Daryl yeah because uh, he just put his heart and soul into that event Absolutely. and he did a fantastic job and and, and coming from event planning, I own an event planning business, and it's not easy. Like, these things don't just fall fall together. No. Uh, we do a big boat show in Mobile, and there's a lot of moving parts to something like this. And so it's and it's unpaid time. People don't understand, you know, and you you uh, set up a, a, a map, and it fills up, and you just bank cash in yeah. that bank, and it just don't work like that. You know, there's a lot of unpaid time and hours. So you're right. You know, shout out to Daryl for, for putting together such a great event. So, um. So training events. I know you're coming to my shop when you leave here. Yes. We're super pumped about that. But uh, uh, going to spend a day or so with us. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys setting it up because uh, as if I'm going to get you know on a plane, I'm going to pack my bags and I'm going to go somewhere. Right. I try to put as much meat on the bone as I can. And Absolutely. so we hitched you hitched your training onto this wagon here at Mobile Tech. And so yeah, it, it's going to be exciting. I know you have a great team there and. Yeah. You've got a couple different teams, you know, a team working on boats, a team working on cars, That's and we're, right. we're going to do a good training for, for you guys tomorrow, or 
on Monday. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it. I've been hyping the guys up. You know, we Alberto comes out every year to our shop, and then Brace, uh, Jason Brennan came this past time. And, and we invite all the detailers in our area. It's free. We don't charge anything. And we invite all the detailers in, and they do a training for those guys. Uh-huh. And my staff kind of helps out. Of course, they get some value out of it, but they help out as much. So to be able to do something specifically for them and say, hey, this is for us, you know, yeah. um, I, I think that is uh, really cool. And they're, they're all hyped up, so they're looking forward to it. And then uh, you guys got some trainings going on, I'm sure. We do. They actually had to pull up some notes because we have a little bit yeah. more than usual. Um, we have a boot camp in February, um, but that one has already sold out. Wow. And uh, we're doing a Marine 31 boat class. Really? That's in March um, with Nathan Warren and Justin Lovato. Absolutely. And then we are doing, um, with Mr. Rose here, we're doing the American Muscle Car Museum with Rupes. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. loves to get in there if they ever can. Of and course. You've probably been in that Yes, job. absolutely. Yep. It's beautiful. We've got that going on in May, and then I think we're still working on an official Bigfoot class. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we have a boot camp again in September. You know, and, and the thing about these classes, and this is, you know, are these trainings, and I'm a huge proponent for them. I, you know, I push them all the time. I go speak at a lot of them. Um, and, but, you know, when I started, there wasn't many, you know. There was not many at all. Ten years ago, it was, you know, you could catch a forum online and maybe, you know, learn a little bit about But it was like learning from the seat of your pants. You know, it's expensive, and you're going to mess up, and, you know, it's some things you don't forget. But now they have, you know, these detailers, especially the new ones and, and, and the existing ones, they have access to trainings like this that just, you know, take you to the next level. You don't have to learn by mistakes. You can really go in there and hone your skills before you're selling those skills. And I think it's, you know, it just helps professionalize our industry, helps yeah. take us to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. I, I obviously have a biased opinion about training. <laughs> I can, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> But I do, I mean, even if I wasn't a trainer, I would be telling detailers just get as much education because things change, you know, the paint changes, the cars change, the technology changes, um, trends in consumer, you know, buying habits change. So um, you might get hit with a pandemic and you got to figure out how to be surviving in that. And so, yeah, just the constant education. It's not like go to one class and then you're done. It's it's like you got to keep learning every Every year, every every chance you get, you do, and and then the the availability of these things, you know, there's a ton of them out there. You know, I always say make sure you vet it out because there's some out there that you may not, you know, that that may just be product pushing instead of real training, and and you got, you know, they need to watch out for those things. But to get true training um, from guys like y'all and, and and all, I think it's invaluable and it just helps push the industry that much further. I think the one good thing too about training is, you know, especially Grupos does a great job. At, partners with other shops, yes. other vendors. Yeah. I think it takes, everybody thinks everybody's kind of got their own little lane, but uh-huh. what they don't realize is we're all trying our hardest to work together. Absolutely. To take it to the next level. So that's what's nice about training is when you see all these people come from all different places and they come together. And work together. Yes. You know? You know and we've been very fortunate to get a bunch of different people in the same building yeah. trying to accomplish the same goal for these people. So it's, it's nice to be able to it is, and I mean, if you look at IGL, you know, their training facility, obviously they sell ceramic coatings, but they've had other ceramic coating companies that offered them the training facility. And that's, you know, I think that our industry needs to learn that, you know, we're all working together to, yeah. to you know, to, to do the best uh, and provide the best products and 
you know, to educate the best. Even with software, you know, all of us guys, you know, the, the four leading softwares out there, we all talk amongst each other. We want the best product. Now, we all have different features and we all have different things that we offer within it. And whatever's right for your business is the one you should take. But we know that as a whole, it's just helping to improve and, and again, professionalize our industry so that way, we, you know, prices can, we can charge for the services that we're providing right. and it just all follows suit. Yeah, so, absolutely. I think the important thing to understand, and a lot of people forget this, is there's enough room for everybody. Absolutely. Know, absolutely. This is a large industry and all you're doing is providing more choices, yeah. better options, and people have different needs, so... Don't worry about being the one guy. Like, we all work together to make it all happen. Right, right. You know, and what works one, you know, one way for somebody, they may not like it. We all have personal preferences. But detailers are very, they're very loyal. I mean, they, you know, when you talk about, hey, this is what I use. I mean, look, I'm guilty with Rupes, not just because he's sitting here. Like, when we brought Rupes into the shop, like, uh, Chris has been trying to get me to, to demo some flex, and I'm yeah. like, I don't even want to look at your flex. You know, I talk to you, you're my buddy, I'm your friend, but like, I, I'm, I'm sold, man. I love our, I love our machines, and detailers are like that. The yeah. ones that listen, Billy Smith. I don't know if you, know, you guys know Detail Billy, but he's yeah. got a tattoo of our logo on his leg. Okay, and he's just, I mean, he's been using the software for a year, went and got a tattoo of Detail Bookie on his leg. Wow. That's how, I mean, that's yeah. how loyal these guys are, and so that's how important we are to them. But it's our job to make sure that, hey, we know that, that we play well with others and we all want to have a, um, we all want to, um, you know, provide the best service. So changes in the industry, uh, Jessica here wanted me to ask that. So what guys, what do y'all see, you know, changing in the industry? How is it evolving? Do you see anything like coming up that's just, you know, like kind of j- just really kind of shake the industry? Anything big? I think of when you ask that question, like what, what what do you see as future changes? The the two areas that I'm most involved in is is a global perspective on detailing, so other how other countries other detail, country. yeah, and then and then paint. You know, I'm really I'm really close to the paint part of the car. I don't you know I don't do interiors and engines and all that stuff, but those are the two areas I think of. So in those areas, the future 
Um, I, what I see is the detail business is getting more legitimized in countries where right now it isn't. Yeah, so, they're still back in that mindset of 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 So the United States um, detailing industry is probably 10 years ahead of some other countries. Wow. And, uh, for example, Italy is one I can think of um, where the business is very, it's in its infancy stage. It's like, wow. like, pe- like people don't even know really what detailing is. So, no kidding. So um, it, it, it like takes me back... 15, 20 years ago where you had to actually sp- explain to your customer what you're what going you're, to do on the car. Absolutely. So yeah. they're, they're all about that, but there's very passionate people. So one trend I see is just the the business of detailing is going to get more legitimized throughout different you know countries in the world. And then on the paint side, um, there's some definite trends. I did a class on this on Thursday, but I really, really, I'm on a soapbox. I'm kind of like waving my arms warning uh, warning detailers because the the trend in paint thickness over the last five years and I've been tracking it for five years uh-huh. is getting thinner and thinner on you know, late model cars and this is a big concern and, and detailers need to think about this because the incidence of detailers cutting through or burning through or damaging paint is going to increase now. Absolutely it is. So it's just something people need to be uh, prepared for. And the amount of work that you can do, even if you're not burning through, are you causing more harm than good as you're correcting? And, you know, the thinner the paint gets, the the margin of that starts to minimize. And so at at what point do we say, hey, we can't do this much corrective work because we're doing more harm than good? No, and you're absolutely right because... And I, I feel kind of bad, a little bit of guilt about this, because for decades I've been one of the people that create creating products, creating systems to to uh, quickly remove paint defects. Sure. Like let's let's sure, get in the there whole... and rip out, you know, scratches, right? Yeah. Well, we can no longer think that way right now. We we have to abandon the, you know, let's mow it down the and get it done fast. The grip and rip. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The grip and it's, rip. It's more of a strategic approach and, yeah. and, and preserving what's there instead of just mow it down or grip and rip. Paint, paint thickness preservation is something we all need to be thinking more about. And, you know, the good thing about it is these gauges that are helping us do that are evolving. Yeah. I mean, there's some really, really good ones out there, and they don't break the bank. I mean, you can get them, you know, for reasonable. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that that's helping the industry understand that. Uh, one of the th- questions, these must have came in uh, off our podcast, but one of the questions for Megan was, uh, you offer so many products out there um how do you suggest like certain products or do you just let the customer kind of weed them in and out what and choose what's right for them or how do you guys know you know how to suggest what product to save what customer well i will tell you we, we have a really good staff of technicians as well okay that's one thing i think that kind of just sets us apart sure you're gonna talk to somebody they've been trained right um, but the downside of that is they might have their they're, yeah right they're they're, they're uh Great, use it. If not, let's try something else. And yeah. The joy is, is we got a hundred brands, so if you can't find something you don't like, yeah, then, then you're just too hard to please, most likely. <laughs> well, that happens on occasion, but yeah, that's just how we do it. You know, somebody will ask for a specific product, and I can tell you, you know, one of my guys, they ask for ten different applications. They might give them ten different brands. Sure. Yep. You know, we're, we don't make them loyal to anything. 
Obviously, uh, you know, one brand selling their product, their goal is to sell you that product. Your goal is to just sell you what works for you and, and keep you happy. And so, you know, you kind of get the you know, best of all worlds there. So we talked a lot about detailing. Um, somebody want to know, what's life outside of detailing? I mean, you guys just dreaming of polishing cars all day and night? I mean, you got, I'm sure there's life outside of group as life outside of polishing. Any kind of hobbies or uh, Oh, absolutely. I have, I have a really big passion. You know, of course, the... Paint polishing has been a passion for decades, but sure. I'm a, a Jeep enthusiast, so okay. I I do a lot of trail riding, a lot of rock crawling, Love and that, that's my thing. Yeah. Awesome. What about you, Megan? Well, I am a camper. Okay, yeah. Feel it, yeah, man. That's that's great, and uh, you know, and it, and it's nice to get away. So I have four kids, um, the youngest being my daughter. I have three sons and a daughter, and so uh, I have no life. Period. <laughs> my life is their life. Yeah. Um, but listen, no, seriously, my wife does a fantastic job. She's um, she's head of our household. She runs that ship uh, very well. Uh, she also owns her own business. She has a fitness business. Um, I don't want to take away from that, but she runs our home and our kids like a well-oiled machine. And I just kind of show up and do what I'm told to do yeah. when I'm told to do it. And uh, so that's my hobbies: yeah. <laughs> um, baseball and dance and and pageants and yeah. you know wherever we're going to next. But uh, but you know there is life outside of detailing. And I think for a lot of detailers, they forget that sometimes because they're so ingrained and entrapped. Yeah. And you can tell that because when they come to your booth, that's all they want to talk about. And like when we go to dinner at night, that's all they want to talk about. And I'm like, hey, you know, we got things going on outside of polishing a car. Yeah. You know, let's yeah, talk yeah. about that. So. Yeah. And it's important to have that balance. Uh, it is. Just for the success of your business, it's important to have that balance. Right. Yeah. And understanding the customer, you know, like when you're selling a, a job to a customer, they don't care necessarily about the technical side. That's why they hired you. You know, they want a relationship with you. And, you know, of course, they want to know what, you know, what you're doing and why you're charging what you're charging. But, you know, you don't need to get down to the, you know, to the mill or to the grit sandpaper or whatever you're doing. You know, you've got to be able to relate to these customers. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it's the same thing like when you say the brand loyalty. Uh-huh. Your Absolutely, and it happens at my shop all the time. I mean, I have guys, you know, people come into our office and, you know, we just, they, they trust. They build that trust and we get asked, do you guys have recommendations for this or this? And it's completely unrelated to detail, but they know that we're involved in, you know, the automotive industry. So they want suggestions on things that, you know, may or may not have. And that's the trust that, they, that, that we've built on them. I think it's important. Um, one other question that I want to ask you guys is, um, and this is something that I focus a lot on on our podcast is the business side of things. Um, I don't come, so I detailed all my own stuff for years and years and years, and then I started detailing professionally around 10 years ago. 
Okay, but my my mindset was to not hang on a posture, you know, for years and years. I wanted to run a business, and a lot of the, that's a, that's an issue I think in our industry that they don't think that way. I think that a lot of them are detailers first, and then if the, you know if business is going great, great. But what kind of business advice would you give to uh, detailers listening out there that maybe struggle with that side? Well, the like you said, the, there is a, a point in the growth of a detail business where the decision needs to be made. Am I going to scale up beyond me? Right. And and that's an important decision to make. And I've actually talked to detailers where they decided, I'm not going to scale up. I want to be on the car. Sure. And if that's the case, man. So be it. It's right? your business. Yeah. More power to you. Yeah. But there is a limitation um, on, you know, the revenue. and Because only one person can do one person's work. So. All right. Uh, but other detailers have decided I'm going to scale up, and it's a very challenging thing for a lot of detailers to give up that buffer. And uh, it is. I think it's attached to pride. You know, it's yeah. an art, like you mentioned. It's an art, and so there's a lot of pride attached to being the best detailer. Um, and so to pass that torch over to the next guy and know that he's going to mess up at some point. Yeah. It's it's a tough you know thing to to stomach for yeah. a lot of these guys. Yeah. I think too. You know. I will be soon. <laughs> you're going to catch up. Yeah, right? <laughs> if you're lucky. You need an exit plan because your body's not going to go the That's right. You know, you know, I'll be 50 in a year. If you were detailing for a living and it was just you, you know you would have backed out by now and found yeah. a situation. Sure. And, and so I look at some of these detailers and they're sing, single owner operators. Still. Yep. Do this forever, man. Right. You know, and, and so I think you have to have an exit plan, and it's not that you're exiting the building, but am I bringing in somebody and training them? Right. Am I going to take that management move, or you know, maybe it's just you need to find, you know, diversify and find another avenue of income. But Absolutely, you yeah. can't expect your body to go. Yeah, it's a it's a hard job on the body. And it's labor intensive. It's, yeah. It sure is. It sure is. It's very physical. And, and I think some of it too is passing the, is passing it to the next generation. It's, it's teaching what we've learned over the years and not just holding it in because you can you know if we all keep it in then then how do we let you know let the new ones come up yeah. you know and so some of that responsibility falls on the you know the older detailers to say hey bring someone in and train them up the way that you know how it's done you know how to do it over the years of course things evolve and things change. But you owe it to the industry that supported you through your life and, and, and you know, yeah. uh, provided a lifestyle for you to pass that along. And so I think that that's as important as well um, and, and as the evolution of, you know, coming out of the business. Um, but you're right. You don't have to exit. You know, exiting an exit strategy doesn't mean you leave, you know, and, and, and never look back. It's it's just a different position in the company. It's, right. you know, involved yeah. in that So. Well, awesome, guys. I really appreciate you taking time. I know it's a busy day. It's busy here in our booth. I know it's slammed in y'all's. Uh, I appreciate y'all taking the time to come over and talk. Um, the, the the audience here, they love to see you guys on here answering some good questions. And uh, I really appreciate uh, Jason and Megan for y'all coming in and yeah, sitting in. My pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much.
Tennessee's offense got a delay.